And welcome back to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a soggy, wet Monday morning here in central Ohio, but I am sitting in a warm, dry room drinking my coffee right across from Craig. So welcome, Craig. And welcome to you, Brandon, and welcome to the Great Lakes of Central Ohio. Great Lakes. It looks like there's ponds everywhere. Did you know that <laughs> the the earth used to be covered by 80% water, but after the last 24 hours, it's now covered by 80 87% water? 87% water, you're correct. And the other 13% is covered by former Cincinnati Red Cesar Geronimo. I've heard so, that. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. If I've heard that... Once in the last two weeks, I've heard it a million times. That's been, <laughs> yeah, so here's, have, yeah, you here's yeah, what you yeah, all yeah. out in podcast land have to understand about Craig. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. When Craig gets on a horse, he rides that horse until he can't anymore. Exactly. So like, you know, it was yoga pants for a while and he rode that horse until he couldn't beat it till there was nothing left. He beat it. And then it became Justin Bieber. Um, I don't know that you're off that horse yet. Not really, but he's off the you know spectrum at Tim Hortons. Exactly, so we'll give you a break. So, um, but yeah, for the last two weeks, that's been it. The world's covered by eighty percent water, and the rest is covered by Cesar, Cesar Geronimo. Geronimo. Yeah, did you ever see him play though? I mean, you never saw him. I play, never saw him he, play. He retired before you were born. Correct. This guy, and I'm just telling you straight up. And I know Allison, if you're listening, sorry for the baseball, but this guy um, was the best center fielder um, of all time. And you can ask the people that generation, like right. managers like Danny Murtaugh, Sparky Anderson, Walt Alston, any of those guys that watched him play, um, they'll tell you. You know, some of these guys managed like Roberto Clemente and Willie Mays, and right. they'll say that he's the best center fielder okay. that they've ever seen. And that's a span of some of those guys have covered clear back into the 20s. Gotcha. So you're even talking Ty Cobb mm-hmm. and guys like that. Mm-hmm. And he had the best strongest arm, arm that anybody yeah. had ever seen and that's again Willie Mays and Roberto Clemente and those guys and Bobby right. Bonds and not Barry but Bobby, Bobby. And, yep and uh, so yeah you get into that but anyway yeah Barry so, was strong for different reasons yeah he was steroided up yeah. his daddy remember when he first came into the league he was skin and bone he looked like me Okay, maybe a little more muscular. But. He was just a hair taller. And, and quite a bit yeah. taller, yeah. I mean, yeah, about yeah. six inches taller. Yeah, yeah. Ish. But yeah, he looked like you, exactly. But then, but but then it was like overnight, a, he went yeah. and bulked up. Well, his head grew 19 times its normal size. I mean, that, that's, that can't be healthy. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, it can't be healthy, but for sure. Anyway, so well, there's our baseball analogy. Yeah, there we go, right there, off the top. It has been raining. It was very rainy yesterday. Yeah, you know what tonight is though. So uh, Monday, we'll go. We'll go baseball one more time, real quick. Okay, tonight is the home run derby, and my boy's gonna be in it. Hank Aaron, yes. Freddie Freeman. No, I, he might be. I don't know. Ronald Acuna, really? Acuna like seven home runs this year. How's that Dude. possible? But he can hit the ball. Yeah, but he's got seven home runs. You could have seven home runs by the stage. Actually, game. probably could. I could still play, I think. Is Jock Peterson in it? I hope so. I'm cheering for him. Because the is. guy's got like 20 home runs. Yeah. I mean, I, who can... needs to be in it is Austin Riley. He's got 27. Really? Our third baseman. Yes, I'm part owner of the Braves. He's our third baseman. Yeah. All right, so moving on. How was your week last week? Well, it was, um, you know, it, it was good. Um, I can't really complain. I could probably find some places to complain. But oh, we I'm not can complain, yeah. Uh, weather was beautiful pretty much. Um, it was know. nice. Yeah. The only problem with right now is the mosquitoes. Like, I've got to take the dog out to the potty and stuff. And The dog has a potty to outside? The, to the potty, oh, yeah. Okay. No, he, he has the lane. We go to the, back to the lane. and Gotcha. But, like, the mosquitoes are bad with all the moisture and stuff. Right, like right. Even during the rain last night, I had him out and I had a raincoat on, and yeah. I was like, "What is that?" And it was like a mosquito flying yeah. by my head. And... Yeah, I was out yesterday a little bit, and it was the same thing. Yeah. It was kind of um, it was very rainy, and I had to have a jacket on because mm-hmm. it was like it would rain and then blow, so you'd get a little bit wet. I was on the deck for a little bit, and uh, yep, you know how that goes. But um, but yeah, it's a good week. How about your week? You, it was a good week. It was a good week. Mm-hmm. It was it was a mm-hmm. good week. The kids finished their first week of swim lessons. Have one more week to go, and. They're doing great. Kennedy has her little fins have sprouted, and she's a fish, man. She was jumping off in in five foot water, and she's you know six inches tall, I think. <laughs> Maybe not quite right, but, but she's you know she's little for even five years old. She's on the smaller end of the spectrum. Yeah, but she was jumping off into five five and a half foot of water, and um, she had me go down and watch every time because she would jump straight in. And go all the way down and touch the bottom and then come up and swim to the ladder. Awesome. It's like, that's, that's great. Just awesome. night and day. So, that's so that's awesome. been cool. Um, 
Thank you uh, to Bill Levings if you're listening. We um, I, we worked on my truck on Thursday yeah, morning. Thank you, of Bill. Last week, that's right, and got <laughs> got my truck back up and running again. And you, it's not it's no longer in your property. My, my truck is Bill. Text me um, that evening. Uh, would have been Friday evening, and he was like, "On my way to work, man, it looks weird not seeing your truck sitting there." <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, Craig's still dealing with his truck issues, and I said, "Hey, when I get my truck up and running, it's yours if you need it." So, and I got it, and I'll probably I won't use it too much longer because I know that you you want to probably get back into it. So, uh, you know, so Kennedy is she so funny? She likes the truck because she can see out the window, which she can see out the window now in the Traverse too. That you know, the seats I will are tell just you different. something. Your truck is nice. But there's one drawback to that truck. You know what it is? I don't. It has no air, bro. The air is, is and that, not good. that is very complicated. I'll tell you what it does have. Heat? I don't need it heat. Does. I, it does. I don't need heat right now. Yeah, no, like wintertime I was driving it. We drove it hunting and stuff, <laughs> and that thing will roast you out of there. That's a good deal. Yeah. I'll tell you what it doesn't do. It doesn't freeze you it out. It doesn't freeze you out. It doesn't freeze you out. No, so. but anyway, so like the Friday after you came and picked it up, like literally two hours later, she looks up. She's playing in the floor, like out of nowhere. We hadn't been talking about the truck, nothing. She looks up. She goes, Dad, I miss our truck. Like okay, babe, right. we'll get it back. It's set for months. Exactly. <laughs> she she rode in it for like thirty minutes, and now she misses it. Good for her. Kids are great. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll get that back to you soon. <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad you are uh, able to utilize it. It's good to uh, when I go biking. It's good to throw my bikes back there because I've been throwing them in the back of the van. The van, yeah. And it's a little more difficult to get them into the van, but they they fit. But right, the right. truck, it's so much easier just to. Pop them in, in the back. Yeah. So I need to come biking with you. Yeah, you can do that. That'd be fun. Can you keep up? Probably not. Uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy biking. Um, it's like uh, usually go somewhere between eight and ten miles when I do it. You know, yeah. I probably go longer. But this it's that bike path over at Schwarzkopf Park in uh, Marysville. Marysville. I don't yeah. know if you've ever been on that before. That path. I have not. And it's it's long. I mean, you go through some of those subdivisions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know where Schwarzschild Park is, right? Yeah. Because you end up going by the high school, correct, yep. in Marysville? Yeah. Go across 33, and then you keep – well, pretty soon you route around. You're clear over behind, um, um, you know, Turkey, Turkey Hill. Hill. Or, um, Mill Valley. Yeah, yeah you're, you're yep. way over in that area. Yep. So you've completely gone the back way yep. without – And um, but it's really good because um, it's – you know, it's not a – Hard path, but it's not an easy path because you get some straight up and down hills on that thing, and it's it, it'll wear you out. So I don't want to hear it. What? Growing up where I grew up, man, I actually we did. Me and my buddies drove rode into town once. It was mm-hmm. like we ended up going like it was over twenty miles one day. But some of those hills in the Appalachian Mountains, some of those mountains, they were rough. The Appalachian Mountains, and where you're on a spelling bee while you're riding your bike. I have no idea where the Appalachian Mountains yeah, you are. Do. No, I don't. Hey, nice shoes, by the way. Thanks. These are my uh, Columbia PFGs. I was getting ready to ask you if there was a, uh, um, an auction from the old Gilligan Island set, and maybe that uh, it does. It's, Gilligan it's very shoes. Gilligan. Very Gilligan Island. They are super comfortable. Well, they look good. They're, they're actually boat. just don't call me they skipper. Are, right? They are boat shoes. Well, but. they. I swear Gilligan wore those. He might have. They might have been white, though. I don't know. Did he wear PFGs? I'm not you sure what, if that's do what you they call them. Do you even know what PFG stands for? I have no idea. Performance fishing gear. Really? Yeah. I'm sure they were something else back in 1964 when that show came on. But I'm sure. Yeah, right. I love Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, they're actually, they're, they're, they're corny as heck, but they're really they good. They are. I, they're so corny, they're awesome. My kids have never watched that. I need to sit down and watch it with them. Oh, man. When my kids were growing up, they loved it. They loved Gilligan's Island. Christian would probably fall in love with Marianne. You never know. You, you just never know. You know. Hi, answer me this. Riddle me this. When you're watching Gilligan's Island. I can't believe we've trailed off to Gilligan's Island. Here we are. But when you're – Gilligan's Island, they're stranded on these desert on this deserted island. But – you know, the professor wears the same thing. Gilligan wears the same thing. And they're uh, all clean. Yeah, and the skipper wears the same mm-hmm. thing. But Mr. and Mrs. Howe, they have like – you never see them in the same thing twice. Ginger, same thing. Marianne, same thing. They're baking banana cream pies, coconut cream pies. They're having they're having all these great foods. Where's that stuff coming from? <laughs> I can see Mr. and Mrs. Howe because they strike me as the people that like plan for a three-hour tour. You know, they had – Yeah. And that's a three-hour tour, but they got close to last a lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes it great. It was a show. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know, just go with it, right? Exactly. Just go with it, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) It was just a a good show. So um, yesterday was a good day. 
It was a good day. It was a very good day, and um, it was. we had um, pretty good attendance. I thought pretty mm-hmm. pretty packed, and um, thought the uh, I've really enjoyed um, you know the chosen that the, sure the you have. The show. <laughs> Yeah, right. You got two weeks off. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you know, here's the thing, and that's we purposely planned that for the month of uh, July. And uh, for those of you who are listening, Todd spoke the first time. Brandon did the second message. I uh, I'm, I did the third yesterday. Brandon's back up for the fourth one this Sunday, and then I'll be back up for the fifth one on uh, July thirty uh, first. Correct. And I know some people have asked, well, you know. You haven't been speaking and all that. I'm like, well, I purposely did that. Number one is to give everybody a break because um, I'm not, you know, I'm not the most um, fluffy guy in the world. So sometimes I just think we need a break and a different perspective. And uh, once I get back up on July 31st, um, you get, you're stuck to, with me all the way up till November. So you, you'll you'll appreciate July. Trust me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been good. It really has been good. And and just you know. All joking aside, the nice thing too with you having a couple of weeks off, like I've you've gotten planned out too into the next series. I and did so, starting to get that, and so when you get planned out, that means I can get planned out. Well, people don't realize that you know, kind of the position that I have or mm-hmm. the position that anybody has on staff. But there's what you see, right? And then there's what you don't see, right? And I, I'll just be honest, where I feel like what I get paid for is what I what you all do not see, correct? I, you know, the unhappiness, the, can I just say the garbage sometimes, the, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the stuff where people, you just, you got to help them through things. And, and then behind that, after you deal with you, yeah. And then what you see up front, and Anita and I were having this conversation today. Um, sometimes I don't feel like I get paid for what I do up front. I do that for free, actually. Right. It's what you do behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And so what you don't, what you don't see is that when I'm not speaking, I'm working actually probably twice as hard as when I actually am up front doing something because I'm actually thinking about the next series and I'm, I'm thinking into September too Mm -hmm. now. Yep. Because it never ends for me. You've got to be thinking about, you know, where we're going to go. What's, you know, although I haven't got all the messages done for August. Um, I'm thinking about September now. Uh, you know, what's the series going to be? Mm-hmm. How long are we going to go? Uh, what are we going to keep it kind of the same level of, um, you know, being intense or are we going to back off a little bit? So there's a lot of stuff that goes into that and a lot of prayer that goes into that. And so, um, we have the fair service on September the 4th. So the following Sunday would be what, the 11th or something like that or 12th, something like that. 11th. 11th. Yeah. So, you know, you get into, you, you get into that. And so we got to be ready to roll by the second Sunday of September, correct? Correct. So we don't have much time. Right. I mean, literally six, seven weeks. That's not a lot of time to start getting, you know, graphics got to be made mm-hmm. and we got to come up with a theme. We got to come up with this, got to start promoting. Yep. So yeah, it's, there's a lot there that I, it just doesn't just pop up. You know, it's not like, oh, oh, perfect. Okay. Here's right. what's going on. Wait, you know? mean you don't just work on Sundays? No. Yeah. No. Exactly. No. Yeah, no. I think although the, I'm more wore out on Sundays than any day because exactly speaking does make you tired. I does. It mean, does. I don't know about you, but yeah, it, it does. Well, there's there's so much more that goes into it, you know, mentally. I think too to prepare because I I can't speak for you, but for me, it's it's both a a privilege to right. be able to speak, right, right, but also it's it's a burden because we're going to be held more accountable for the things right. that we say, and so. I want to know and make sure that I am am accurate in what I'm saying. Exactly. I'm, you know, not just it's not Brandon speaking, but you know, I am trusting that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. There was something that you were not accurate on yesterday, and let me just point that out to you real quick: is that, um, bro, you were over the hour yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you were way over the worship hour. I was in the hour. You were outside of the hour, so I'm really having a, you know, it was like, you were like nine minutes over. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you. Okay. So we have a a clock in the back. We we have a cheat screen, and it has our, our lyrics up for our vocalists, and so we can see what's coming up next. And it's got a, it's a countdown timer. When we run a countdown, it has the count up timer from when the service starts to, to count how long we went. And we did go about 68, 69 minutes yesterday, um, which is 60-minute service. You and I have had this discussion. For everything that we do is really not long enough. Um, but we also have a, a countdown timer for the sermon. 
We do. And and for you, it's set on 35 minutes. It is. And if something happens and it, it starts out green at 35 minutes and starts counting down, and if it gets to zero all the way across the board, it turns red. And then it starts counting up. And so what number, because it was red when you finished yesterday, correct? I think maybe. You, th- you think maybe. Mm-hmm. I should have taken a picture. Um, I got called out last time I did that while you were praying, <laughs> so I didn't want to. Um, do, do you remember what the number was when you got uh, done yesterday? 15, 20 seconds over or something like that. It was in the red. Try again. 10, 10 seconds? Try again. Minute? Try again. I, I don't know. What was it? It was like, what, six minutes and 58 seconds? Something like that. But here's here, here's what happens. Which okay. means that's 41 minutes and 50 is almost 42 minutes. Okay. here, And included in that was the video. And so that's not that much, actually, when you think about it. Because you, you got to realize my prayer doesn't count toward my time. My pre-ramble doesn't count or the yeah. video. So I don't know what you want to do with that time, but it doesn't count against me. So. Well, then we're taking my prayer out and not counting my prayers for communion or anything. My welcome doesn't count. The announcements don't count against me. So I I, I don't know what happened yesterday. The first service, I was about two and a half minutes, three minutes over, correct? Mm -hmm. The second service, I'll admit, I looked at the clock and I was even shocked. I was shocked when I looked up and said six minutes and something. I was like, holy cow. I was like, I got to wind this thing down. You noticed the prayer wasn't as long. You you stepped up and you were like, let's pray. Dear God, amen. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I didn't take a picture because I knew you knew you were over by quite a bit. And so I was like, I don't want to be taking a picture and him say amen. Well, the, pro- the problem was is that um, when, the last time I looked at the clock, it literally was like I had two two minutes and 53 seconds to go. And I'm like, okay, this – I got to I got I to gotta go. I got to go. Yeah. 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 And so I, I didn't think about it anymore and something came to my mind. The Holy Spirit – empowered me okay <laughs> yeah and i started talking and the next thing i know it's six minutes in something so i don't know to tell you <laughs> you can make it up to me well you gotta remember there was a i like there was like a brief a beep, time where i, like I beeps brew well <laughs> there was a brief time where i was like two three four minutes under you remember that so i'm you owe me some it doesn't work like that bro uh, okay it does not work like that <laughs> okay Anyways, so, so there you go. Happy, yeah, exactly. Happy, happy Monday. Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll do better Sunday. Yes, you will. Yeah, I, you're going to do announcements I, again. I can. Okay, I'll do now. Um, you're not I'll getting do, 35 minutes for that. Well, I'll do better the 31st. So, so the, um, I won't be here. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh gosh. So the um, the videos don't count against you. No, I didn't say that. The videos don't count against me. Oh, so my videos this weekend count against me. Exactly. I've got some a lengthy video. You do have a lengthy video. Okay, but here's the deal. Though. So so pointing ahead to this um this coming Sunday, we're gonna be talking about Nicodemus. One of, if not my favorite <laughs> scenes throughout the chosen. Like I think they knocked it out of the park um with the scenery, with the that's right, with the emotion. Um, right, right. It just yeah. How how they stuck to John chapter three. Um, very yeah. well done. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good. So, if you guys um, make sure you're here Sunday, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. And worship should be good. And um, I'm not speaking, so you get a break on that one. Is yeah. that? Yeah, there's always God that. is good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> actually, on. Sunday was good. And uh, other <laughs> than you running over your hour time, oh, yeah, yeah, and, I apologize uh, yeah. for that. Yeah. So try to stay in the hour, bro. I'll do try my to best. Stay within the hour. I'll do my best. Okay. As long as I'm as long as I'm sticking in the hour, it should be good. He just gave me the evil eye. <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, as as we know, um, we've been we've been in the chosen, and yesterday uh, we landed on John the Baptist, and um, I, and I love the I love the video that we showed yesterday because it was about four or five minutes long, and um, the video wasn't scripture, but what Jesus and John talked about sitting in front of that lake. Would you agree? With scripture, yeah, they they didn't yep. quote it, right? But they alluded to a lot of Bible things with King David, right? You know, what, brood of vipers. He's talked about you know King Herod, which we talked about yesterday, and I thought it was a perfect setup um, to talk about just the courage of John the Baptist because within that video, 
um, you know, Jesus is trying to get John to take a step backwards, but John is not taking a step backwards. He's actually kind of prodding Jesus. What are you doing? Why aren't you, you know, I'm waiting on you. I'm just impatient for you to get started. And so think about the courage because John knows who Jesus Christ is, but think about the courage that John had to have to do something like that. Absolutely. And so that's the courage I believe that um, we read about mm-hmm. in the Bible that comes but that comes from John. So I really, I, I just really liked, um, I just really liked that video. And um, one of the uh, quotes that I used yesterday was Mark Batterson, and I, and I thought this was a very good simplistic quote where he's talking about courage, and he said, "Courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is going forward and accomplishing the task in spite of." in spite of your fears, because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, and I like that because sometimes you're like, oh, that person's so courageous. Well, doesn't mean they're not afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it in spite of right. of them being afraid. Exactly. Um, so I just think courage is such a big thing today because, especially as a Christian, I, I, I think that Christians are going to need some courage, and we're mm-hmm. going to have to demonstrate some courage. And, right. Um you're going to be tested on that when it comes to your family or neighbors or job mm-hmm. or um, relatives or, or whatever. Um, because if you are a person who is walking with Jesus Christ and you see somebody who needs Jesus Christ but they're living in some sort of a sin, it's going to take courage on your part not just to condone it and gloss it over, ignore it, right. to, to talk to that person. Right. That's why you're in that person's life. And so that's courage going ahead and doing that in spite of your fear. Right. So I think that John the Baptist demonstrates that. Absolutely. For sure. And, and you know he knew, you know, what probably lied ahead. And, you know, he he even, you know, alluded to it <laughs> in the video clip. Exactly. He was like, ah, I've been arrested before. That's what radicals do. Exactly. You know, but... Um, People chuckled on that one. Exactly. But, but you know, he... He, you only get a snapshot, you know, through the Bible. You know, was he afraid at moments? Probably. Mm-hmm. But he was convicted enough to say, you know what, I still have to do this. I still exactly. have to, you know, it's like, you know, when I was in college, before it became illegal, we would cliff jump off the, the cliffs into the lake in Kentucky. What? I'm just, I'm just all the stuff. Spelling bee winner. Um, he's a fish. He's a cliff That's jumper. Right. That's right. Okay, go ahead. I, and it was a blast. I I love that kind I've of stuff. I've never cliff jumped. I'm afraid of heights. So yes, yeah, you are. I, I am know. terrified. He he won't go past the third rung of the ladder. I, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, there were times where you stepped up. Like there was one, and it was it was up there. It was like a 90 foot cliff. And looking back now, it's like that was so stupid. What if I would have hit a submerged log? Right. Or or I've seen you know lake turtles that are. You know, bigger than tires. You'd be like, like Wiley Coyote. You know, you'd be like a, by, an accordion uh, or something. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like you step up and you look over and it's like, whew, that's a long way down. Very. That is a long way down. Ninety feet's a lot. And so you you've got that, but it's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. Like mm-hmm. you, you gotta build the courage up. It's like you know. Risk versus reward. Like, okay, the reward right, of this. Right, you know, right. I don't want to go and be yeah. like, okay, well, I wish I would have done that the rest of my life, you know. And so eventually, you just jump. Yep. yep. And and that's you know kind of that, you know, that perspective of John the Baptist of you know was he afraid possibly, but he knew what was right. Not exactly. saying that cliff jumping is right or everybody should go out and go cliff jumping, um, but you know in his in his case, you know, it took maybe even building up to You're right. you know to right. approach. The Pharisees, I love that comment, you know, yeah. the brood of vipers comment, and, you know, they talked about that, and, um, you know, he called them out, and, and eventually Jesus does too, you know, I think they did a good job of that yesterday in that clip mm-hmm. of Jesus saying, look, right now is not the time, Right. you know, Jesus knew that once he kicked it into high gear, um, you know, the timeline was going to get amped up for the reason why he came. Exactly. And there there was a timeline there that God had in place. In plan. Then you love the part when John the Baptist in the in the clip looked at Jesus and said, um, "You're not going to be nice to these people, are you?" And Jesus kind of paused and went, "I guess not. I guess not." And that's the thing that people need to realize: Jesus was not always nice. Right. People always think, "Oh, love and mercy." We make Jesus out to be this. Can I just say this passive snowflake? This like woke mm-hmm. individual. Exactly. Jesus was anything but a snowflake. Right. He was. He was 
loving? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He knew what his job was, but he wasn't nice, man. Yeah. He wasn't nice. I mean, he went into a church and turned tables and, mm-hmm. and I mean, people need to realize that sometimes Christians need to stop looking at this over Anglo-Saxon weak Jesus that's right. on these paintings right. or stained glass windows or whatever, and they need to look at Jesus for who he is in God's word and exactly. allow him to, because we've got this image that is not right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so we we almost make Jesus this weakened wimp. Right. He's anything but that. Exactly. He's anything but that, and so... John the Baptist, not a wimp either. Right. There's a, a scripture that I absolutely love, and I, I didn't I didn't quote Chuck Swindoll yesterday. I was going to, but I didn't. But Chuck Swindoll once said this. He said, um, he said if John the Baptist had a tombstone, and he said we know that he doesn't, but if he had a tombstone, this is what would be on it. It would be the words of Jesus Christ from Matthew eleven eleven. I'll tell you the truth, of all who've ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Wow. How about that? Yeah. And that's comes that's the words of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Can you, that shows you the respect and the admiration uh the creator of the universe has right. for John the Baptist. I mean, can you imagine getting to the that Jesus tells somebody about you? I'm gonna tell you there's no one greater than Brandon Chanel. Right. I mean that think about the admiration that yep. that God has, but that's kind of the admiration. A side mm-hmm. note that God does have for us exactly. that He thinks that highly of us that He would actually send Jesus Christ to die for our sins, and that there's a way that we can come to God. Right. He kind of has that mentality yep. toward us anyway. Exactly. Uh, maybe not as much as John, but mm-hmm. it's there. Well, and that that whole kind of section right there is very comforting too to know that even John, who was so you know audacious and and pumped up and on fire, you know. For Jesus, he had moments of doubt too. Yeah, he did. He was in prison at this point. He sends some of his disciples to Jesus to ask, pretty yeah. much, "Are you the Messiah, or should we be expecting?" You know, he he has this moment of doubt, and that's when you know Jesus tells them, "You know, look around, look at all the things that you're seeing. People are being healed. Exactly, the sick, you know, are being healed. The lame are walking. The the blind see, and and I, you know, that's exactly exactly out. You know, the way it's." Is in the Bible. That's the BSV. Exactly. It's um, the, yeah. Right. But then, as as his disciples are leaving, Jesus turns and tells the people he's teaching this. You know, I tell you the truth of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. And and knowing that they're going to go back to him in prison and just give him this boost, right? Of saying, hey, this is what's happening with Jesus. Oh, and by the way, he said this about you as we were leaving. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Like, don't forget why you were here. Exactly. I. I Okay, I'm I I read so many quotes and so many uh, listen to so many people, but I think it was Eugene Peterson who one time said that sometimes it's very hard for us to distinguish our preconceived notions of Bible people and mm-hmm. scriptures when it comes to God and Christ and he even mentioned people like um you know Noah and Abraham and mm-hmm. the apostle Paul we have this preconceived picture in our mind of what it is he said if there was ever a time that we could actually flush what our preconceived notion is out of our minds and out of our bodies and see what God wants us to see we would see God's word in a whole new light mm. and i and i and i'm and i'm paraphrasing his right, quote right but he um i've thought about that a great deal because even when it comes to like John the Baptist in with Jesus and as you know we're watching the chosen and all that <clears throat> we've had these preconceived notions of what a Christian or what a person or what it's supposed to be but in reality and, and even, I mean we could break it down even to like worship and mm-hmm. church or, or whatever we've come up with these exactly crazy crazy stupid ideas and what Jesus or what God's word says about say the church, is totally different yeah. than what I actually see on this planet. Right. What God's word says about worship is totally different mm-hmm. than what I see taking place in church. What God's word says about what I need to have in Jesus Christ is totally different than what I see most Christians doing. So right. I, I agree with Eugene Peterson. We have to flush mm-hmm. that mentality out and see God for what God wants us to yeah, do. Exactly. And um, well, it's like with the Pharisees too. I mean, that's that's what Jesus knocked them for. You know, they had come up with these man-made exactly. rules, these laws, and and you know they were trying to to walk the tightrope, but it had nothing to do with 
with what God wanted. Nothing. They, it was all about appearance and how they looked and what made them look good. And and, and I see that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's been that way since 1984 for me. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, and I, if you're listening, I, I'm not trying to offend you or anything, but I have come home many Sundays even here, yeah. and said this person is a modern-day Pharisee. They just don't know it, and they don't yeah. see it, and it's absolutely sad because the Pharisees didn't see it in their days, and the people don't see it today. But you're a modern-day Pharisee if you put anything over what God's Word says. And so many times a right. Christian, right. quote Christian, puts something over, whether – and you know, I'm just going to say it – whether it's a stained glass window or whether it's a pew or whether it's carpet or paint or any other of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, If that has become your primary focus and that has become what you think church and God's about, shame on you. Yep. Shame on you. Yep. And I talk about this every day, all day with you, and you're, you're always going to come out on the losing end of this because you're, you're not going to have God's Word behind you. I do. Right. And so – that's what Jesus and that's what John mm-hmm. was doing with the religious leaders. Yep. And that was the first point yesterday that John confronts the, yep. the sins of the religious leaders. And he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, he's, this guy is, he's amazing because he, you got to realize he's going against King Herod and the religious leaders. Mm-hmm. So he's balled up everybody. He's got everybody on the high end spectrum against him. Yep. Yep. Now he has his followers, but he, he's going against everybody. And so he's got the religious leaders on his tail, and he's got King Herod on his tail. So he goes against the religious leaders. And I love that um, um, in Matthew um, 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, People from uh, Jerusalem, from all Judea, and all over the the Jordan Valley went out to see and to hear John. And when they confessed their sins, they were baptized in the Jordan River. Now, um, yesterday I said that John's gaining popularity, and he was. Yep. People are listening to him. People are flocking into the wilderness to hear John the Baptist speak and to teach. And and you know, John's message was repent. The time right. is here. Yep. Jesus is here. You got to repent of your sins. You got to be baptized. And people were were literally do that. But the Pharisees, not happy. Mm-hmm. Not happy because it goes against what they thought was what they wanted to see. Exactly. Yep, Matthew chapter 3, verse 7 says, When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? <laughs> As in the video yesterday, Jesus said, I heard about that brood of vipers comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that, you know, there, there's so much that you could go, you know, more in depth with that about, you know, right. how, right. I guess, vipers are born, you know, they are, they hatch inside of their mother. Exactly. And in the process of being born, they kill their mother. Eat their way out. They eat their way out. That's grody. And, and so, you know, that's what John was accusing the, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees of was pretty much destroying the church from the inside out. Right. Um, because they, they had that, the wrong philosophy. And they, that's a great the picture. Theology was awful. Yeah, that's a great picture because, um, that's that's not being nice, right? That's that's actually cruel, right? It's, but it's not cruel when you think about this is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. John's trying to get these guys to change. Exactly. You know, and it's, it reminds me of what Jesus tells them later on when he's like, you know, you worry, you know, he calls them whitewashed tombs yeah, he does. to where they look good on the outside, but inside they're full of bones. He says, you know, you, you're worried about the, you know, making sure the outside of your cup is clean. He said, first clean the inside of your cup and then the outside will also be right. clean. You know, right. he's talking about their hearts. You know, and and their focus is is on you know looking good and being presentable to people, but he's like you know God doesn't want that. God wants exactly. your heart, and that's Matthew three verses eight and nine. I love this because he, he he's speaking to them, and then he says, "Prove by the way that you live that you have repented of your sins and you've turned to God. Just don't say to each other, you know, we we're safe and that we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing." So he's trying to get them to look at. You know where where you've come from, right? What your belief system or where, kind of what your progression has been. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. That has no matter on what. But you have to prove it by the way that that you live. And right. John, I think, is, I mean, he literally pounces on them, and he's telling these religious leaders, you have to repent of your sin, and then you got to prove it. Right. You got to show that you've repented of your sin. Not just to say I doubt it, but you've your life is going to prove that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I love Matthew three ten. 
He says, even now the axe of God's judgment is poised and ready to serve the roots of the trees. And yes, every tree, and this is this is huge, and this is yep, for us today. It is. Every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's not uh, mixing his words there. Nope. And, um, you know, John's basically saying, you know, right now, guys, you're, you're, you're in danger of going to hell. Yeah. And, and that's something that is very hard to hear. That, you know, if you're caught up in a sin or you're caught up in something that you're, you're especially um, if it goes against God mm-hmm. and you don't repent of that, so you're, you're in danger of the fire of hell. Right. Um, I'm in danger of the fire of hell if, if I'm not following God and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm doing things that I, that I shouldn't be doing. There's, there's a consequence for, for, my, for my actions. And that's right. what John's trying to tell these people that and, um, yeah. or these religious leaders that. So he just, he just kind of like, you know, he rolls with it. Exactly. Yeah, he rolls with it. I love the um you, you read one of my favorite verses yesterday. 2 Corinthians 5:17. I did. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And that that's the truth is the fact that, you know, we are we have a past. All of right. us have a past. You know, all of <sighs> us have sin in our lives. Right, right. Some may be, you know, in humanized bigger mm-hmm. than other people's. Some may not be as big, but to God, you know, right. it's all sin. Right. And it's exactly what you have, what you said. We have to repent of that. Exactly. And then we have to strive to remove ourselves from that to walk in our new life that, you know, that's mentioned there in Second Corinthians right. 5.17, right. to live in as that new person that we can only be through Christ Jesus. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, I love that, that imagery of, you know, if you're in Christ— you have a new life. You've got a new start. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Are some of those, you know, things from your past going to, you know, pop their head up? You know, For sure. possibly, probably, but you have to work through that. And, and we have the, the best thing to do that. Mm-hmm. Two of them. You know, if you're in Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. If you've been exactly. baptized, you've got the Holy Spirit to exactly. help you work through that. We also have God's word that shows us. Right. What, what is good and what is not good. Well, when you're, um, when you're talking about a new life, um, the new life has began, become, be, begun. It's the um, we're we're moving away from what we want to do, right? And as a Christian, and the thing that with John the Baptist confronting the sins of the religious leaders, that is, that is a that is something that I believe that confrontation or the that talk needs to happen, not just in that day, but it happens in this day. Absolutely. And that's why I do what I do here at church. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily do that when I'm sitting with a group of people who don't know Christ. I'm not going to just come down thumping hard down on exactly. them. Exactly. I'm taking the back door in, but I'm going to show them this. But I'm actually still going to hold them accountable, mm-hmm. but in a whole different way. Exactly. Because I'm talking to people who say, I, I, I believe God, yeah. that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I, believe, and I believe his word. So if you're not following this word... By all means, you're going to get both boots, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard. It's going to be swift, and because I'm not happy about it, and neither is God, because you're yep. moving away from God. And that's why I brought up yesterday the uh, Presbyterian Convention when they released their statement that it was okay for gays and lesbians and to get married and priests and ministers and all that. It, it was just it's just crazy, mm-hmm. and how the people of that congregation and that 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 denomination is splintered. I mean, yep. it's splintered yep. because they took that stance um, against God's word. I'm always going to speak up against that. I'm always going to right. Somebody says they're a minister of God and they're and they're and they're and they're and they're supporting some kind of a sin in their life. Mm-hmm. Or they're flying the gay flag out in front of their church, or they're they're hanging something up about you know women's health care. They're still marching mm-hmm. for abortion. You know what? No, I'm not going. I'm not going. That you're one hundred percent wrong. Jesus wouldn't take that. John the Baptist wouldn't take that. Mm-hmm. You can talk about God's love, but there's a lot that comes into God's love. Sometimes God's love is a swift, swift kick, so you'll be convicted mm-hmm. of your sin. Um, that's how you know. I mean, we've talked about this before yep. hundred times on this podcast with your kids, my kids, yep. or whatever. Sometimes the way, the best way to show your love is what a little bit of discipline, a little bit of discipline. From exactly. That. Um, I love the Apostle Paul, um, and I threw this in. I wouldn't go into, but I. This is probably what kicked me over the, the time right here because it's a long verse, but Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 10. And I love this because 
he, he's pretty much just laying on the line. He says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that, that pretends to be the good news, mm-hmm. but not the good news at all. You're, you are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. And you know what? That's was, happening today. Was this written last week? Exactly. 100%. Let God's curse fall upon anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one that we've preached to you. And I'm going to say again, and I'm gonna, as I said before, if anyone preaches any other good news than the one that we've, that you've welcomed, then let that person be cursed. And I love this part. Obviously, he's saying, obviously, I am not trying to win the approval of people, but God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would I would not be Christ's servant. Wow, I love it. Yep. And obviously, you can't say what you just said to the group of people you're just talking to and say I want I want them to like me, right? Because they're not. Yep. Half of you, though, maybe thirty percent will like you still. Right. The other ones are going to be like, listen to this guy. Mm-hmm. He's way off base. He doesn't know God. Jesus is love, you know, and all right. that. That's what right. we hear. And I'm sure that's what he heard too. Exactly. Um, but I'm right with him on that, though. Yep. Yeah, your second point uh, of John the Baptist was that he confronts the sin of Herod. Boom, boom, boom. Um, John had been just, hey, here's a teaser for season three of The Chosen. Mm-hmm. I sent you, um, I don't do TikTok. I know you don't do TikTok. Um, I don't. But I received a link to a TikTok yesterday. Uh, Sarah McKee sent me one. I know she's one of our listeners here on Grounded. And um, apparently The Chosen has a TikTok. Uh, on the live stream, Dallas talked about that, how they have... The TikTok and yeah. all of that stuff. But um, John the Baptist is, is going to be making another appearance in season three. He's back. I'm ready. Yeah. They, they had so him. He, ready. he was all decked out in his in his outfit. He had his beard. He was wearing a pair of aviators and drinking a Coke, walking like strutting. <laughs> and, and yeah, he was like, I'm back. I like John the Baptist. He, he's, he's a good character on that. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. They, they picked that well. But anyway, so John the Baptist confronts the sin of Herod. Mark chapter 6, verse 18 says, John had been telling Herod, it's against God's law for you to marry your brother's wife. You know, and that was covered in that, that conversation with, Jesus with John the video, and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark six twenty, Herod respected John, and knowing that he was a good and holy man, he protected him. So, so Herod, as much as, you know, as John was coming against him and telling him he was wrong for marrying his brother's wife, he, um, he still respected him. Now, Herod, correct me if I'm wrong, and I've, I looked this up months ago and I can't remember. Herod is the son of King Herod, correct? I believe so, yes. That was King Herod when Jesus, when Jesus was, born. was born and killed all of the baby boys. So when John in the, in the video says he, he's not as bad as his dad, but he's pretty he's bad. pretty bad, yeah. So he is bad. He's a bad dude. But there's something different. Mm-hmm. In this King Herod than there was in the previous King Herod, right. and I love the fact that they they actually landed on that in that short clip, and they talked about that because when John was talking about you know he's one of us and I'm going to march right in his court, right. and I'm going to go face to face with him, and he's going to listen to me because he is wrong. He mm-hmm. knows that he shouldn't be living with his you know his brother's wife, and um, and the lady's name is Herodias. Yep. And she's a piece of cake, man. She is a piece of cake. She's a piece of she's a piece of work. Yeah, I love the second part of that verse in verse twenty. It says Herod was greatly disturbed whenever he talked with John, but even so, he liked to listen to him. Exactly. And so, like he he protected him. He did, and that, and we talked yesterday. Sometimes the truth is hard to hear, but we like to hear it. Right. It's like I think I asked yesterday. I don't know if both services, but. You know how many times have you come to church and you've left church and you're like, that really got me. Right. right. I wasn't happy about it, but it got me. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit. Even if you're – okay, let me put it this way. Even if you're ticked off at me when you walk out of the building or you're it's just brewing. For what I'm, you said or going over almost seven Well, minutes? maybe for what I said. Okay. Okay, okay we're good. Not then. you being ticked because I went over. <laughs> but, uh, but even if you're ticked at something, I say, you have to, you have to evaluate this. Right. Okay? You've got to evaluate. Am I mad at him? Or I'm mad at the truth of God's word trying to tell me that goes against something that I've come to believe that it's false. Right. And that's where we're because I got to do the same thing. I'll hear mm-hmm. things or something, and um, I, let me put it this way: sometimes I don't want to put something in there because I'm still talking with to yourself, it. right? And so I'll put it in there. 
But I'm telling you what, it's 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 a hard pill for me mm-hmm. to swallow because I've been there. I'm I'm working on forgiveness. Yep. I'm working on letting something go. I'm trying not to be bitter. I'm trying not to be a coward or afraid. And that's a tough pill to swallow when you're the one up there trying to tell somebody you should be doing it, but you're working on it right. yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. I love what Adrian Rogers said. He said, one of the byproducts of courage is respect. People may not like you, but but they can respect you. When you stand up for what you believe in Jesus Christ, people will respect that. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. And again, they may not like it. They may not like you. It may take them some time to kind of work that out and be like, oh, yeah, they were right. Well, that's the thing, I think, with King Herod, with John the Baptist. I think he respected John the Baptist. Maybe not liked what he said, but he respected him. He could see what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the difference between his dad and Mm -hmm. himself. Yeah, And so he he had a respect level for him where the other King Herod had no respect except for himself. Exactly. If I'm not mistaken, King Herod, the first King Herod, his dad, he was kind of a great builder. He was an architect, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And he was was a very smart guy, but a very wicked man. Yes. But very smart. But we won't get into the whole history of King Herod. No, no. That's another whole podcast. Uh, Mark 619, it said, Herodias bore a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but... Without Herod's approval, she was powerless. Mm. And so um, in Mark six seventeen, it says, For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put into prison. He did this because of Herodias. Yeah. And so I said yesterday, I'm like, I'm reading between the lines here. I bet Herodias kept nagging him. Just right. you got to do something about him. He's trashing our lifestyle. You can't let him do this. People are li- You know, after a while, he's probably just like, ugh, okay. Right. And arrest him. He's yeah. in he's in prison. Um, I think it's important that, as a follower of Jesus Christ, that with how God has wired each of us individually, that we stand our ground and we keep moving forward. Right. That we have courage, and our courage isn't just stupid courage out of stubborn because it's the way we're wired, but it's courage for in the name of God. Right. Where God gets the credit. Where God gets. The, the glory where it's no matter what has to happen that we're doing what we do in the name of God and to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I believe that's one of the most important things that we can do. I, I had a quote yesterday that that I that I read. It's very short. It's by Edmund Burke. He said, all that's necessary for evil to succeed is for good people to do nothing. Mm. And I, I believe with all my heart that I think I've seen it more in the last two years than I've seen it in the last 30 where good people have just done nothing. Just done nothing. We've yeah. just kind of rolled over. We've complied. We've given in to all the things that they've demanded, and we've done absolutely nothing instead of kick back or stand up for what we believe in, not only as an American but also as a Christian. Because for everything that we've given into, that's that hurts that hurts us all. Yep. And so I agree with Edmund Burke, and that quote was done, what, 150, 200 years ago. Right. Uh, we we can't just sit back and, and and do absolutely nothing. No, and the Bible the Bible tells us what we should be like. Jesus tells us what we should be like in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, starting in verse fourteen. You read this yesterday. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine. Out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. I love that verse, and I've used that quite a bit over the last what would you say three months or yeah. so? Because I think it's such an important verse. Because it's some one of those verses that I, I think we have a tendency to that goes in one ear and, and out the other. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the light of the world. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, light is something. Um, you know, take our Christmas Eve candlelight service. I know we have trees lit and all that, yep. but. When those lights get going and they start that, that's an amazing feat. Mm-hmm. If you're in a cave and you strike a match, yep. that match will light in there. Just that one single light, that tiny match will put off so much light. Right. And can you imagine as a, um, a, a group of us letting our light shine before God, what that can do? And that's why, that's why I do what I do here at RCC. Right. So that this entire congregation, that not only will we go out into the world where the individual light, but when we're back here, man, we, there's a, the light is blazing. It's, it's right. blazing in the name of Jesus Christ. So, yep. well, the last point was John confronts his own sin. And there's no doubt that John confronted his sin because I love Mark chapter 1, verse 7. He says, someone is coming soon who's greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be a, stooped down like a slave mm. and untie the straps of his sandals. 
So John realized his job is to prepare the way for Jesus Christ, is to get people to, to be ready for him. But he also had to know that, you know what? I'm not a perfect person. There's only one person who's perfect, and that's the Messiah. Yep, exactly. That is Jesus Christ who um, who, who who we follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that um, John's message of repentance of your sin and coming to Christ not only was a, a valid back then, but it's valid today. Absolutely. It it that message has never changed. Mm-hmm. Now the world, excuse me, the culture, definitely. Yeah. But that message, because there's only one way to God. Yep. And that's through Jesus Christ. I Jesus said the, the, the truth way, and yeah. the life. No yep. one comes to the Father except through me. And that's and that's where we land. And so we talked a little bit about uh yesterday that we don't like to talk about our sin. We don't like to Say that I, that I brought, we, we do everything we can to repress it and to push it down, but I love 1 John chapter 1 verses 8, 8 through 10. It says, if we claim that we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and we're, we're not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim that we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar mm. and, and showing that his word has no place in our heart. Wow. <laughs> How much plainer it is. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I mean, and that's what we do. And I mean, yesterday I went through these whole things where we try to, we try to water down our sin. You know, adultery is a fair, drunk is, um, relaxing, lying is indiscretion, homosexuality is sexual preference, um, lust is greed, greed is ambition, selfishness is human desire, and abortion is human rights, mm-hmm. or it's women's health care, or whatever. Right. We have watered this down so much that this generation today, they can't, they don't know right from wrong. Right. They don't right. know good from evil. Because, God's not in the equation anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a purpose on done on purpose by Satan. Yeah. And I've personally talked about this before too, just in the fact that we as Christians have watered it down just by not owning up and calling our sin a sin. We kind of brush over it. We you know, sin is is one of those words where it's 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 kind of heavy. Yeah. It's very but heavy. We're, we're like, well, I made a mistake. I messed up. Right. I you know, well, that was just a boo boo. Um, right or or whatever word you want to call it, but sometimes we have to own up, say no, I sinned, right, and we have to go to God and say, God, forgive me of this sin. That was a sermon series we did eons ago. Own mm-hmm. it, remember? Own it. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That was right during COVID too. Yeah, it was. You're right about that though. And um, how about Tony Evans' quote? That was a good quote. You want me to take it? Go for it. He said, "Changing the label on a bottle of poison doesn't make it any less lethal. In fact." It makes it more lethal, and in and it increases the hazard. As long as we deny our sinful nature, the Bible says that we deceive ourselves. Good quote. Yeah. <laughs> so you can say that abortion is women's health care, but it's still poison. Right. You can say anything you want. You, you can change the label, but you can't change what the content of what's inside. Mm-hmm. Murder is still murder, and I don't care how you stack it. Yep. Have you seen that? Horrible commercial for that. Uh, is it JD Vance who's running for Senate of Ohio? But they're using the abortion thing where he doesn't agree about abortion, and they got all these angry liberal women faces at the end of this. Like you know, don't take it out of Ohio. Have you seen that commercial? No, thankfully. I saw it like last week or this week uh, weekend, and I was just inflamed. I want to toss my TV out of the window. I'm like, this, this is what we've come to. Mm-hmm. This, this is what we've come to. It's right. just. It's vile. It's disgusting. Anybody involved in this, I think, is disgusting. And I just think that, um, you know, they've made their bed, man. Yep. And that's a hard turn yep. to make in their life. But, you know, I have to be honest with you. I hope they make the turn. Yep. I mean, I hope they come to Jesus Christ because there's a lot of a lot of stuff to work through on that. I think that they need one. to watch The Chosen. Oh, 100%. Um, I... Um, I closed out with um, three words yesterday, and uh, the three words were convicted, meaning that we we acknowledge that we're a sinner, and that you know I'm unworthy for Christ, but I acknowledge who I am, and, yeah. and, and I need Him. Number two was contrition, and that means that we're 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 sorry for what we've done. Right. I mean, so I, I I'm, I'm convicted of what I need to do, and and there's con- contrition in my life. And then the third thing is to change. Yep. It means I'm going to go the opposite direction of where I've been walking, and I'm going to give my life to Christ. And it's not a phony plastic change. It's a mm-hmm. real heartfelt change that, that God has done in my life. So um, when I was doing going over those words, I was trying to go fast because I was about six minutes over at that time. Right. I didn't notice. 
Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, good day yesterday. It was. And sorry I ran over and you know all that good stuff. But it's all right. I'll let yeah. it slide. Don't do it this week. Okay, I won't. Okay. <laughs> you won't. I won't. You're not speaking. You got that right. Hey, uh, just a couple things coming up. Uh, if you guys, um, I did this a couple weeks ago. Todd uh, Norquist sends out a email each Monday about the blessing box and what's coming up. And he actually said that we have a longer list of needs that you can help us out with. And here we go. Number one is Raymond Raymond noodles. Ramen. Ramen noodles. Small brick packages. He says, not the cups. Okay. So what that means. My kids like the cups. Yeah, those are good. Number two is rice and pasta side dishes, any variety. Number three is baking supplies, flour, sugar, cakes, brownie mixes, etc. Boy, I'm getting hungry. Number four is canned vegetables. <laughs> Number five is canned fruit. Number six is peanut butter. Number seven is snacks, crackers, cookies, snack bars, and any kinds of pudding cups. I am really hungry all of a sudden. I'm not. I had bacon and eggs for breakfast. Okay. So uh, there's that, just so you know. There you go. So good old Todd Norquist in the, the blessing box. In the blessing box, yeah. So uh, what do we got coming up this week? Anything good? No. Got a little over 10 days till I leave for vacation. Well, there's that. Yeah. You're preaching Sunday. Preaching Sunday. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. It's going to be good. Yeah. So, and, and again, you know, because we cannot show the video clips on YouTube, I would encourage you to be here if you can be here. Exactly. Um, you know, even if you're a couple states away, come on, come join us. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Brandon will take you out for lunch. Deal. <laughs> uh, school supply giveaways coming up uh, Wednesday, August third, six to seven, Richwood Lake Shelter House. Uh, we're still packing bags on the thirty first. Everything has to be due in this coming this Sunday. Coming Sunday. Uh, if you'd like to help pack bags on July thirty first, sign up at richwood.church forward slash. Sign, Sign up. up. There yep. you go. And then there's some kind of something for the women's. Women at the well. Women at the well. That is a night of praise and worship. That is August 12th at 630. More information, visit the website, richwood.church forward slash women. You're good. You're really, you didn't even read that. Got a sermon series coming up in August called Just the Facts. Just the Facts. And we're going to talk about just some facts about God's Word and things that yep. that we need to do. So I hope that works out. Um, you guys all come for that. And then make sure you mark down Sunday, September 4th, 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to be uh, going to the Richwood Fair, and we're going to be at the fairgrounds for our worship service there. Mm -hmm. So we want you to invite people to come to that. Are you coming this year? I, my intent okay. is to be. I had somebody reach out to me yesterday. They were like, "Hey, I'm I'm willing to to sing for that Sunday." I'm like, "Perfect," and um, I said, I, "I'm planning on being there this year." Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> still That'll of be time. good. I hope I hope you're there this year. I hope you enjoy. You it and me this both. Year. Yeah, you right? and me both. Now that's at the uh, that's at the Bokes Creek Pavilion. The Bokes Creek Pavilion. Yeah. Yes. And it was nice last year um, because they had finally put concrete down mm -hmm. so it wasn't like the loose gravel or right, anything right. like that it was it was really nice cool. so um but yeah didn't get to be there i noticed i noticed i was watching golf <laughs> i know i was it's the only thing i it was on tv <laughs> on a breathing machine <laughs> on a breathing machine exactly <laughs> oh well so yeah there's some of the things coming up so um hope you guys um We'll join us for the final two weeks of our sermon series, The Chosen, and get here Sunday and hear about Nicodemus. Let me just tell you this. I was totally against watching The Chosen when my wife first started watching it, and I did not want to watch it because everything I think when it comes to movies or television shows, when it comes to Christian programming, I think it's cheesy. Cheesy. I was but with you. I was My with wife you. pulled me in one night and said, I want you to just watch this one scene with me, and this is the scene that uh, Brandon is going to show Sunday, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you something. By the end of the scene... I was in tears, mm -hmm. and I was I was like the biggest fish in the pond getting hooked. Right, and that's it. That's all. You it's were like the fish in the in the beginning. You were swimming one way. You were gray, and then bang, you were turned Boom, around. I went the other way. You were teal. And that night, I watched like three or four episodes. Yeah. I started I I started binging on the chosen. Yeah, and um, so I I'm gonna just tell you something. If you haven't been here, uh, get here this Sunday. You won't be disappointed. Absolutely, um, awesome. Without the video, the story of Nicodemus is absolutely awesome. It is. It is. And, and I think, and I'm going to talk about Some this. of the greatest things you're ever going to read in the Bible. Some of is the greatest things, but it gets overshadowed by one of the most popular, if not the most popular verse, you know, John, John 3, 3 16. 16. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that the 
rest of that conversation with Nicodemus gets lost because it of does. That but the, you verse. read that conversation; that is one of the best conversations yep. in all the Bible. Agreed. One of the best. Agreed. I mean, everything you really want to know about God and Christ and everything is right there in that in that chapter. Yep. Uh, unbelievable. Yep. Just a phenomenal. If you if you haven't read John three in a while, I encourage you to go read John three this week. You you will not be disappointed. It'll get you ready for Sunday. Agreed. I'll be ready. Good. I'll be right down in the front row. Yes, you will be. At least for one service. At least for one service. Good deal. I don't have anything else, I don't think. Oh, come on. I don't. My ankle keeps popping. Do you hear that? I hear it. um, I thought somebody was um, breaking twigs out in the auditorium. but No, it's just my ankle. No big deal. It's catcher's ankles. Yeah, well, Gilligan shoes help out, though. They do. They're comfortable. They're not hay dudes. I need to give me a pair of Hey Dudes. Apparently, those are the, all the rage. Hey Dudes. Hey Dudes. They're What's a Hey Dude. They're, it's a shoe. Look it up. I think next week, if you wear those shoes, instead of doing the regular grounded theme, we should do the theme of Gilligan's Island. You may wear a pair of khaki shorts and a red polo and a white hat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Skipper. I'll see what I can oh, do. Gosh. <laughs> well, hey, on that note, thanks for joining us today for Grounded. We hope you have a great week. Um, we hope that. You will join us this coming Sunday, and um, and join us back next week. We'll be um, we'll be here next Monday for Grounded. Then we'll be off for a week, and then we'll be back after that. So, thanks for joining us. Have a great week. See you, Gilligan. <laughs> Bye, Skipper. Bye. <laughs>